0: Good morning. Jesus, real restorer, teacher, king, friend, revolutionary, caller, passionate. all these amazing aspects of Jesus we've looked at over the last few weeks. But their significance to is that, that He was and is divine; that He is God. Do we know Jesus? Our God, our Lord and Savior, our divine Redeemer. And if we do, what difference does it make to us and how we live our lives? If someone asked us the reason for our faith, would we be able to explain to them clearly why we believe that Jesus? I'd like to begin by reading a short passage for you from a book by Max Lucado, describing the Incarnation. It all happened in a moment, a most remarkable moment. As moments go, that one appeared no different than any other. It came, and it went. It was one of the countless moments that marked time since eternity became measurable. But in reality, that particular moment was like none other. Through that segment of time, a spectacular thing occurred. God became a man. While the creatures of earth walked unaware, divinity arrived. Heaven opened herself and placed her most precious one in a human womb. The omnipotent, in one instant, made himself breakable became piercable. He who was larger than the universe became an embryo. And he who sustains the world with a word chose to be dependent upon the nourishment of the young girl. God as a fetus, holiness sleeping in a womb, the creator of life being created. God was given eyebrows, elbows, two kidneys, and a spleen. He stretched against the walls and floated, Period of his mother, God. Or, as it says in the opening chapter of John's Gospel, the Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. In that moment, Jesus, one who made the universe, one who flung stars into space, took on human form. God. The word translated has made his dwelling, perhaps be more actually translated, has pitched his tent in our midst. The Lord himself pitched his tent in our midst and came to dwell among us. God with us, the great theme of the summed up in the name Emmanuel, given to Jesus in Matthew chapter 1. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The Virgin will conceive, birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel. God with us. God with us. God became man. However, this idea that Jesus was and is God has been under attack since the days that Jesus walked the earth, as we heard in our reading. Just It was almost as incredible to the Gentiles as it was scandalous to the Jews and to modern sceptics and those of other faiths today. That a man who was born out of a woman's womb and died on a cross, a man who got tired and hungry, upset, irritated, wept at his friend's tomb, that this man who got dirt under his feet should also be God, quite simply, incredible. As Paul writes in one Corinthians, "But we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles. A stumbling block to Jews." One of the arguments the early apologists used to defend this apparently indefensible doctrine has become a classic one. Keith Lewis states it clearly in his book *Mere Christianity*. I'm trying here to prevent anyone saying the really really foolish things that people often say about him. I'm ready to accept Jesus as a great moral teacher, but I don't accept his claim to be God. That is the one thing we must not say. A man who is merely a man and said the sort of things Jesus said would not be a great moral teacher. He would either be a lunatic on a level with a man who says he's a poached egg, or else he would be the devil of hell. You must make your choice. Either this man was and is the son of God, or else a madman, or something worse. You can shut him up for a fool, spit at him, and kill him as a demon, or you can fall at his feet, and call him Lord and God. But let us not come with any patronizing nonsense about his being a great human teacher. He has not left that open to us. He did not intend to. So why can't we settle for saying Jesus is simply a great human teacher? What's the evidence to suggest that he was indeed both divine and human, and neither a lunatic nor a liar? His outrageous claims, his believable actions, and his resurrection. As well as being accused of being demon possessed, Jesus was officially accused of and tried of blasphemy. It's not working. That's all right. As well as being accused of being demon possessed, Jesus was officially accused of and tried for blasphemy. Clearly, the things he said and did upset the Jews. Somewhat. Why did the Jews accuse him of blasphemy? What led the high priest to bring the following a charge against Jesus to the trial? The high priest said to him, I charge you under oath by the living God. Tell us if you are the Messiah.